Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. Now, quite a bit to talk about. Firstly, Shay's gone. Yep, it's been a... To get straight into it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few few goings on the last 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 few weeks, but obviously the big one for for us, the, the willy or will he go, will he go, will he, won't he go, he's finally gone. Talking about Just, Shay's willy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's all it's all, all Southamptons now. You can go and dick, you can go and dick some teams in the Premier League. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah we have we have enough of dongs on this episode on uh, on these podcasts already. So there we go. Um, yeah, <laughs> fifteen million uh, with add-ons, so it could rise to somewhere close to around twenty million. I know we've had different opinions on this, and there's been a lot going backwards and forwards. I obviously wrote an article about it. I'm okay with this, but um, I, I know that it's, it hasn't. It doesn't sit too well with with a lot of fans. I think it's the the amount in terms of relation to the market at the moment. And originally, people were sort of seeing 15 million and thinking, "Oh, that's not enough." If that's yeah. the total overall value of the transfer, then it's not enough. Now, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into that that deal it's not just 15 million it's this and that as well added on to it um now there's there's talk of it being some people saying it's 20 million why, why haven't we spent any of it we've got this money and they're just holding <laughs> on to it you've seen you, we've seen that already haven't we so yeah well you know um, there's, there's always going to be a, a selection of fans of a, a large portion of fans will always say right that's it we've got 20 million to go and spend on or 15 million to go and spend on on the players now it doesn't quite work like that we had a lot of book balancing to do but i mean with regards to that the 15 million is i think as, as an upfront fee over you know i think whatever it is three three years and then that's fine i think there's add-ons in there when, but, when you say when you say up front i think that we should probably specify that it's not it's across the length of the yeah, yeah across it, the length of the contracts yeah but but it also does work in the sense that um, it's fifteen million up front for profit and sustainability yes yeah. exactly so that and that's a key thing for us yeah so yeah. that that helps with us automatically straight away which is which is great so it's one less thing to one less thing to worry about but based on the money we took there the money we got from Hotter and. Um, maybe some money that we've got to take from Coventry. I still, I'm not 100 percent sure what we've got left over to spend. Probably not much more than five million. I, I wouldn't think, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens over the next the next few weeks. But so you talk about the add-ons are essentially appearance money for Southampton and potential. I, I guess as goals in there, or maybe even England caps or and stuff like that. I'd imagine. So you're, uh, I mean, you're, you're standard sort of football manager add-ons, then. Yes, yes, standard football manager <laughs> add-ons. Yeah, and then obviously we'll have a. I, I believe sell, it's sell a twenty percent sell-on fee as well. Yeah. Which, um, you know, if he does go on to do great things and ends up at Liverpool, then we should get a quite uh, a quite hefty chunk of. Well, that's the thing. If he goes there. and has, if he goes and has a, a storming season for Southampton this season, um, and then he moves for fifty, sixty million next summer then like you say there's a, another further chunk coming in yeah it might play for England and that might be another add-on as well so yeah there's, a, there's another bit more um I don't know whether the uh winning the league thing whether that's got, got anything <laughs> that, with maybe that, maybe that was a an champ- interesting comment wasn't it, it was <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm not quite sure 
where that came from. I mean, come on, Shay, be realistic. I mean, Southampton brought Hassan Hutler in basically to keep them up last season, and obviously they'll they'll build on that. But it was a quite an ambitious interview, I, I thought. But yeah, I wonder whether that's it. got form that there's maybe something in his contract that if they win the league. Well, maybe, but or maybe he was just in one interview likely. ahead. Maybe he thought he was already doing the interview for Liverpool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, uh, but, uh, maybe there's something in there that's sort of depending on if they finish in the top ten or top four or something like that. There might be something in there a bit more realistic than winning the league. But <laughs> yeah, 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 because we might be waiting a long time for any. <laughs> anything there. But you're, sorry you're to any Southampton fans that are listening, but we can't we can't see that happening. But you never yeah, know. Less, Leicester did it, so you never know. Well, I think there's more chance of Southampton fans listening to this than them winning the league. So yeah, maybe who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but so we so we we're probably going to have some money left over for that, and I'd imagine we're going to try and reinvest that in some players. I mean, there's been a bit of speculation about 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 some of them. Uh, then if you want to kick off with with some of those players, and we'll. Get into that. Uh, well, the first one was the one that we put out there, which was um, Pablo Murray. Pablo Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Murray. Or was it Pablo Murray. <laughs> See, it's wow. like a Scottish Spaniard. <laughs> Pablo, Pablo Murray. <laughs> Pablo Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Pablo Murray, um, <laughs> left-footed centre back, currently at, at Man City. Um, he's never actually played for Man City, I believe. After speaking to a couple of um, guys, I know that support Man City that he was bought in there essentially to loan to their sister club, Girona. And I know he didn't. Don't think he actually settled there. He ended up, then he ended up going to um, NAC over in Holland and spent last season at um, Deportivo La Coruña. And it seems like he had a very, very good season. Yeah, understand Man City are waiting for him, to, uh, uh, allowing him to leave. He's in the final year of his contract, but there's been, although we know Blues are working on it, there's been nothing <laughs> other than other than that. We don't know what's happened. So I'm assuming that Blues are haven't put in a an acceptable bid so far. It could be my own, or um, potentially he doesn't want to stay in. England, he wants to go back to Spain. You say stay it's, in England. Has he actually been in England? In well, England? no. But, I mean, <laughs> he joined, I'm sure joined he's Man got, City, left. Yeah, and then went straight back out alone. I'm sure he's got something in Manchester or just in case he does have to come back. But um, yeah, I don't know whether I don't know there's Levante, I think, were interested, according to Spanish media. So he's exactly the sort of player you'd like you'd need he's got he looks like he can play football he looks quite dominating in the um you'd hope he could play football but um he looks quite technically good for a center back looks like he can he passes the ball well and he looks quite dominant he's six foot three and i think he scored a few goals for them last season as well two or three goals with yeah deportivo so it's not replacing michael morrison six or seven or whatever he got but you never know in, in the championship yeah, this is true. A left-footed centre back would be uh, would be ideal. Certainly, we need someone that can that can play football if we're going to proceed with dong ball. So, yeah. The positive <laughs> thing about it is that we seem to be looking at the right type of player. Yes. Of course, cautiously optimistic that we are looking at at some at players that fit what we need 
rather than yeah. um, I mean by the end of the transfer window we might still not assign anyone and they might just go right we need players him 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 I hope that's wrong I hope that doesn't happen again but <laughs> you never know the, the worry as time goes on is that that could end up happening now we've been linked with a few different players over the past 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 week or so the one of the other ones that said it came out as a as a bid was, was it Ivan Sunjic, one of the the Croatian players at, at Zagreb who yeah. played in the Euro under twenty under under twenty ones. Now I know we were definitely watching a couple of players there. I wasn't expecting us to um, for this to to just make it out and said Daily Mail one late one night or early one morning. I can't remember what it was. I just remember you messaging me or messaging a, a, a stupid time when I was probably fast asleep, but. Um, I think it's pie in the sky, that one. I mean, again, it looks like Sky Sports ran a story this morning or yesterday about Leeds bidding £3.5 million for him and they are suggesting that Zagreb wants something closer to £6 million. And I think that probably puts us out of any running um, if we are to, to yeah, be sort if, of pressing if, forward of that. If we're only at the... Uh sort of six million five or six million budget for the season we're not going to get away with that on one player are we no. <laughs> let's be honest no absolutely not but again as you quite rightly said about Mari the, the player the type of player he is technically gifted deep line midfielder is exactly the sort of person you know someone that can pick up the ball from the from the defence and you know just help to retain possession and start attacks and stuff like that I think he's perfect but you know we might need to go for a, a, a cheaper option. I like the fact they're going to looking in Europe, or they appear to be looking in Europe. Yeah. Um, because you know I, I believe you get more value for money over there anyway. But I think again, just maybe a little bit more, um, sort of a little bit out of our our reach in terms of um, certainly financially as a, as a transfer fee. I think we could probably match any salary he was looking for. But yeah. Transfer fee wise, I think we'd struggle. There's been a few mentioned in in and around Europe, um, so a few different names that have been put out and about. But then there's also some not from Europe, from Stoke Berahino. Oh yeah, but Berahino. Yep. Yeah. So interesting that um, I forget his name. Is it Alan Nixon? I say Richard Nixon. It's Alan Nixon. Yeah, yeah. It's not Richard. He's not an American president. <laughs> uh, Might yeah. think he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think sometimes he think he thinks he is. Yeah, um, yeah. So they, they they said that he was looking for that Blues had offered him a trial, and he was due to come in in the next few days, and something didn't quite add up there. Anyway, I spoke to a couple of people, and one person said, "Oh, yeah, he's got. He's, I think he's going to go to Portugal." And then I spoke to someone else who said, "No, absolutely." They said it was bullshit, basically, have no interest in taking him there. Their agent, his agent approached Blues and Blues basically said, no thanks. That said, I wouldn't trust Blues to go back on that. And if they got desperate, end up offering something to him, even if it's a trial. But as as it stands, the message coming from the club, from as far as I'm concerned, was no, not we have no interest in him. He's a bit of a troublemaker, isn't he? In terms of just trouble, seems to follow him around a bit. He's had well, the, the, obviously uh, the drink driving, was it, or 
Was it speeding? No, it's yeah, drink, drink driving. Drink driving there, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was having a quick look at that after the after the transfer link a couple of days ago, and I think this the story is that he was um, being chased by armed armed robbers, and he jumped in the car, drove round the corner, and then and then legged it. Apparently, they didn't mention this in any of the news reports, but he came out and said, "Well, why aren't you reporting it? Because it was discussed in the court case." Uh, and which, I, again, it found it a little bit, a little bit strange. But you know, whether that's true or not, I mean, he's obviously been done for um, narcotics as well. I think he was tested positive for cocaine, among amongst other things. So, you know, he doesn't seem to have really pushed on from when he had a couple of good seasons um, with West Brom. I think he had. He went on loan, didn't he? He had a really good season at um, Brentford and Peterborough a few years ago. I'm sure there was somebody else, might be in Northampton or something like that. And then, then he really broke through at West Brom and he looked a real player. And he, he, the, the kids, or say it's not a kid anymore, he's 25, but he looks like he still has talent. But, you know, he just, I, he's, just he's just a ticking time bomb. It's just, what is he going to do next yeah. to, to upset somebody, uh, you know, or ruin his career? And, Stoke give him a three-year contract, and I think I'm not sure if he's got like a year left of it now. But I think they're ready just to cancel it and uh, just to release him. And that that makes um, you uh, cautious. Yeah, at the very yeah. Least. I mean, I think Nathan Jones it's Nathan Jones, isn't it? At Stoke, he looks like he's trying to bring in a different breed of or a different type of, of player into the club. He told, just, told a few of them as well, didn't he, to not bother turning up to. Pre-season, I think. Yeah, so it's a bit of a bit, bit, bit Gary Monk that is, isn't it? I think the style of um, just freezing them out, you know, and you know that works for some people. They just want to try and freeze out they, what they like, they see as troublemakers or people that might upset the uh, the apple cart, so to say. But yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that very you know link is there's nothing in it other than the the agent came to us and, and we've said no. Do I trust Blues to? to to remain over that stance, probably not. <laughs> but you can never tell. If they get desperate closer to the start of the season, it, it might be something they revisit. But um, I don't know. Dong might like it because he's got a bit of a foreign-sounding name. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a bit Brazilian-sounding, isn't it? Is that, yeah. Where, where is, is it Burundi? Is that who he... Because uh, he was playing in the African nations, wasn't he? So yeah, no, I know yeah. he's not Brazilian. I'm saying it's yeah, uh, it, yeah. It's I think where he is actually from. Um, but yeah, I think they play for Burundi or Burundi. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but they didn't score a single goal in the African nations. Just on there, yeah. On a, on a quick check, but uh, we had any more transfers linked inwards, or has that been it? There was Jack Payne, wasn't there? That was a very brief one, but I think he signed for Lincoln. Um, Again, nice small technical midfielder, but um, so I think Pep knew Pep Clotet knew him from from his time at Oxford. Uh, yeah. Don't think it, it's really worked out for him. I think he went to Huddersfield and he had a good season at Blackburn, but um, nothing's happened there. So he he's moved to Lincoln. Um, it's knowing uh, it's knowing which ones to sort of differentiate from being legit because yeah. there's so many names that are sort of thrown out there. At this time of this time of year, it's all it is always the way. Oh, that was the one the one that came that was popped up yesterday in the French media. Um, Jeremy Beeler, 
Beer French. Watch out, uh, Beeler's about. Did it. <laughs> Watch out, Beeler's about. Let's see, let's see. We've already got a song sorted for him. Um, yeah, so Al, he was at Albacete last season, um, French-based. Uh, sorry, they're based in Spain. Sorry, but he is. Uh, he was French-based. Looked like he had a fairly decent season. Apparently, we scouted him a few times. Um, but nothing appears to have, have happened since then. He's a free agent. Whether or not we follow that interest up, I don't know. Obviously, we would have scouted him under a different regime, so things have been slightly, slightly different now. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Yeah, I suppose the the one other um, big bit of transfer rumor, should we call it, is a uh, one that's came out today of Duke being chased by Albion. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we heard about this a, what about a week ago. Yeah. There's a couple of people saying things to us, but I just after speaking to people, I think that West Brom are interested, but I get the feeling that Blues are just not have no interest in, in dealing at all now. Well, yeah. it's it, I think it's going to be a case of what we would accept is just going to be more than they'd want to pay. Yeah, and I think. The, the rumor was that Albion are ready to come forward with like a four million pound bid. Now they've just they're on the in the process of selling Jay Rodriguez today for five million plus five million. Um, following on, so I guess ten million for for next year or something like that. I, I, I didn't quite see the full breakdown of it, but basically they get about ten million over eighteen months. Um, yeah, what, what we'd sell Duke for, I don't know, but as far as I don't think we'd sell him for four million, considering we turned down a bid of around six last summer or last winter. Yeah, sorry, it was January wasn't it? January, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think that's too much to be concerned about. I, I believe that um, Dong is a big fan of Duke, and he even went to Duke's wedding, I, I believe. And yeah, I don't know. I think he's quite. Although we want to be playing this progressive, attacking, tiki-taka um, brand of dong ball, I still think Duke could be central to, to the plans for the team going forward. So I still I, think as well, personally, that you, there's always a place for a player like that. Oh, absolutely. Regardless yeah. of what type of football you're playing. He's technically a lot better than people give him credit for as well. I think people need to remember this. He's not just a massive he's not even massive he's not he's not just a big target man no I think he's he's a lot better on the floor than people give him credit for he's see him play a, nice, a few nice sort of flick-ons and through balls and he can play football he's just not known for but doing it also being able to hold the ball up for other players around him Absolutely. I still think he, he, even if you're playing some nice one and two such thing if you get a more direct pass people can still play off him so yeah. let, allow him to hold the ball up and bring other people into play and he's there as an option in the box from crosses which is he's very good at scoring from as we've seen yeah, some mean, great headers um whether if we're playing with wing backs say then get some uh get some decent balls into the box from a bit earlier i think yeah i mean you, you touch on it the, the wing backs thing there what we have heard around playing like a three four three or even a four three three then you're going to want the two players wide of Duke playing, uh, essentially sometimes playing off him. So he's going to be quite key for that, for that side of things as well. I, I personally, I think anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, and I think there's a place for him. I don't think we'll sell him. I think it'd be 
A, I think there'd be mass uproar, or not that the board care too much for a mass uproar of their decisions. But I just, I just, I think he's a very, very well respected person um, at the club within the squad. I do like, agree with that. I, the the only thing for me is that I think there's, there's the, as we said the other day, there's there's a price on everyone's head. Oh, of course, yeah. Now, yeah. where do you put the price with Duke? Eight I million. Mean, up front. I, I think you're probably looking at eight million pounds, but he's in the last year of his contract. Okay, we've got an option, so we could trigger that. Yeah. But I think you're looking at if someone was to offer seven or eight, then I think we'd probably take it. But I think right. anything under five, we don't even consider. If if there's if there's eight million up front and it's um, something that you can go out and sign one of the players that we've looked at already. I mean, yeah, we lose a key player essentially. Um, yeah. But then we can we can reinvest. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to lose Duke, but I think that, like we said, every player's got his price. And if you can if you can get someone a bit younger and build yeah. a bit more for the future, a different type of player even. Um, I suppose you also need to consider how happy Duke is. Is he happy? I mean, I'm sure... Um, I'd like, to, I'd like to say he is happy, but of course there's been quite a few changes recently and you know that might not be something that suits him. Yeah. And he's also never stayed in one place for very long. He's always sort of bounced around clubs, but he does seem more settled here and loved by the, uh, the, the Blues fans more than maybe he has at other clubs he's been at. So I think there's that to, to consider as well. But um I would say I would hope we don't sell him, and but you're right. Every player does have a price, and um, it it would a lot would depend on where we reinvest that money as well. You'd like to think we'd have someone ready to come in because you can't go and sell Adams and Djukovic. Have a seller's a loan striker. Yeah, I mean, you'd essentially you've got you'd have you'd get rid of Vassell not Vassell you get rid of Djukovic you get rid of Adams you've got rid of Otto and you've got rid of Morrison and that's I don't know if that's off the top of my head without doing quick um, uh, I think that's probably like 40 per- goals or something 45 yeah, goals a l- or something large percentage of the goals from yeah. the season <laughs> probably about 75% of our goals at the very least um, maybe more than that I think I counted well, actually take, the other day take, that Morrison take out, take out Mahoney as well because Mahoney bagged a couple yeah. and he was he's not here next season it's a good point season. actually yeah so <laughs> yeah you'd like and the amount of assists that you provided as well yeah. I mean I think 11 assists he got is is, is quite key so yeah, definitely don't want to be uh, moving Duke on any anytime soon Hello, we're The Claws, and this is In My Element on the We Are Birmingham podcast.
So we've not had any players incoming, but we have seen a couple of new coaches. So the one which was the one of the worst kept secrets. Yeah, uh, again, I think we've mentioned it a couple of times on here. Javi Calm um, has now officially come in as um, the under twenty threes coach to be assisted by Steve Spooner. Yeah. I think the issue there was probably they had some legal things to sort out with uh, Richard Beal before they could announce him leaving they can't, can't announce fill, a replacement can't fill his place, yeah before yeah exactly would have that would have opened a whole can of worms to them <laughs> to have to deal with yeah. I don't think they need that right now so that looks like it's all sorted calms in um, I've seen a couple of snapshots of him taking training and, and stuff like that So he was at the, uh, the the signing night for the scholarships as well wasn't he he was yeah he was clipped in the, to the back end of the, of the photo there wasn't he so a lot of people noticed him as well as a lot of the young lads wearing shoes with no socks yeah. seemed to be the two, the two main things that people pulled from those photos generational thing I think that is <laughs> not, is, not yeah. for me <laughs> so well, the thing is that you can wear very small socks, like trainer socks with shoes. So just putting that out there doesn't mean you're not wearing <laughs> socks. I've often been, uh, I've often been attacked for for the same sort of thing. 
but trust me, I am wearing. I have been wearing socks. Don't do it as much anymore. Anyway, so he's the under twenty three coach, and to increase the Spanish contingent, we've now had Paco Ferreira uh, join the coaching setup as well, or Francisco Paco Herrera Lorenzo to give him his full name, or is it Francisco Herrera it Lorenzo? Matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it but yeah, anyway, they call it. They call him Paco Herrera for some reason. I'm sure there is a reason for they it. They call him Paco. <laughs> two songs in one podcast not that we'll be singing his name <laughs> no, no we'll have to release an album soon yeah, yeah. But, um, so he's come in as assistant to the caretaker yeah. head so, coach so he's, he's the caretaker assistant head coach yes yeah. uh, a, bit, a bit of a strange one you'd stable, wonder whether... stable club at the moment aren't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. There was no notice there was no mention of his contract length or anything like that as well. So it looks like he's had previous dealings with Pep Clotet at I think it was Espanol. I think they had a um I think they worked together very briefly. Yeah. It's a bit of a strange one. So we seem to have quite a few coaches. Obviously we added Craig Gardner into the mix there as well and I just wonder whether um the current setup with James Beattie and whoever they isn't as the transition hasn't been as smooth for some of them as as um, we would have liked, and maybe Pep and Dong have decided that bringing Paco in is, is, is the best thing to do. Maybe uh, um, they, don't forget they would have needed someone anyway. I suppose as a, potentially, as yeah. If they, yeah. they're not um, they're not Pep's staff essentially are they so no exactly so I mean this uh, I would assume he's had some input here or you like to think so anyway I mean he's got I mean I'm not even going to bother trying to go through the list of teams that he's managed because I think it's at around 20 or something ridiculous like that from about 1992 all the way through to uh, last season with Las Palmas um, but he's I think what did stick out for me, apart from the fact that he was the assistant to Rafa Benitez when Liverpool won the Champions League, was that he's had numerous roles as in like chief scout, uh, chief bottle washer. He's had uh, assistant manager, director of football, tea lady, you name it. He's had that job in the club. And because he's been around a bit, and I mean that in the football sense of the word, um, of the term, um, he... I think he's probably got quite a large range of contacts or a good network. And I wonder whether there's some thinking here, what with his scouting history as well, that Blues might lean on him to for leverage in terms of getting some maybe younger players from teams over in, in Spain, maybe. Um, I, don't, I mean, obviously it's not the sole reason he'll be over here, but I'd imagine there's... It might have played a part. He's going to have good contacts. I mean, the guy's 65, is he? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And so what do, what do you think? How? What's your thoughts, initial thoughts on the, uh, on this appointment? Uh, you know when there's that much shit that's going on that <laughs> yes. something gets announced and you just thought, I've literally, don't give a shit. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm at that point where it's just so laughable. They they could go and employ the chucker brother that's still alive tomorrow, and it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. It just from one day to the next, there's things that are going on that uh, the, the, for me, there's no. How can the caretaker 
head coach start bringing staff in? For me, that's the, the that's all where it's a bit ridiculous. Now, there was under Lee Carsley. Carsley bought his own um, team in. They used Robbo um, and they bought in Paul Williams. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul Williams. Yeah. Yeah. But that was announced as it was. It was like he's um, he's coming in to support um, Lee Carsley in a short term position. This, that, the other. Um, and it was all explained. This one's very much like they've announced it as if it's it's a long term deal. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it just I don't know where the club are at the moment because they haven't said that Pep is the well they've said Pep is the caretaker manager indefinitely, and we're not looking for anyone else. <laughs> yep. And he's bringing staff in. So just there's no stability there, and I, I just think, no. regardless of who you bring in, there's just there's, just let people know where they stand. That's that's my take on it. And it, it's yeah. uh, in regards to his previous as a manager, he hasn't got a great record. No, as an no. assistant, Champions League, obviously. Um, yeah. So he's, he and he's been around, like you say, he's been to different clubs, and maybe there will be contacts there yeah. in other clubs. But I just think that until the whole situation is more stable and concrete, it's just the, everything. A, any appointment is a bit ridiculous. Um, yeah, you're right, and I think like it goes back to mentioning the fact that there's no contract length on there as well. So normally, it's say we'd sign a one-year contract, but or you know, or a six-month contract, or eighteen-month contract, whatever. But you, there's none of that. It's no. just like he's just coming to assist. It doesn't say that okay. he's there. He's here on a short-term basis either. He no. just no. Which, if they said, perhaps here as a caretaker manager, he's bringing this guy in to assist him short-term. Yeah, that, that, that's it, not even there either. It's just like, oh yeah, he's got him in to assist Pep. It really caught it caught us unaware, I think, because you know. This sort of thing, you normally you can you sometimes hear stuff about whether we get it from someone or the le- or the media of the, the media get it and it's leaked out by the media. But it just appeared on 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 uh, the official website. I was like, okay, that was a that was a bit of a curveball. wasn't feel, wasn't yeah. expecting that at all. I mean, under the impression that something was going on, but we I think we hoped that it was for a player. But you know, and then it just wow, he appears and. But you know, I think I kind of think you're right. The, the stability side of things is a bit concerning, but I, I, w- I would hope that this might help to bring some form of stability to to us, and at least to to Clotet's reign. And you know, neither of them have got great managerial records, but maybe together, maybe. you know, and with maybe. with the rest of the coach staff, I'm, maybe I'm just clutching at straws. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, I, I just think that it's. Uh, we're going into into a new season we're in pre-season now for the new season and there's just no stability there at all and that's I think that affects signings if you've got a signing that's going to a club where he doesn't know which manager he's going to be playing under essentially long term it, it, I, I think that affects that it affects the morale probably around the camp uh, I, I just I just think it's all a bit of a farce it's, it's so unorganised and yeah Here's what it is, though. We have to deal with it and just hope for the best, I suppose. I think maybe 10 games into the season, if Pep doesn't fail miserably, then he 
gets the job and then it, it's, yeah. it's a bit more settled. But you want, uh, that, you want that from the start of the season for me. We do. No, you're absolutely right. And say, let's give them some time to, to settle. But I mean, they it needs to be, we need to be able to see some progress after the 10 games. Even if results haven't gone away, we need to see something on the pitch or some form of reaction from the players to suggest that things are moving in the right direction, even if we're not getting the right results. You know, like last season with Monk and did we go eight, nine games without winning? Yeah. But we but actually we, looked, we looked quite decent. good and we probably, yeah. yeah. So if we, if that sort of thing happens again, great. As long as we start turning those draws into wins. But, but you know, it looks quite do, bleak do at the moment. Do you think that Pep would get that time? Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't think he will get that time. But I also not sure. I'm also not sure whether the club can afford to sack anybody at the moment. So we're kind of in a catch twenty two position. Yeah, I suppose. So I think they're reluctant to give him a head coach's wage. He's probably still on his assistant on his assistant uh, manager or assistant coach wage with some form of incentive built onto it. Yeah. Uh, but you know. We'll wait and see. One of the things that stuck out for me with um, Herrera was the fact that obviously he used to be a director of football and in the media this week, and I think we've touched on it before, I think it's the Daily Mail, uh, Laurie Whitwell mentioned that Christian Speakman was going to end up, was going to be appointed the uh, director of football role or technical director role. Now, the club have indirectly denied this and Tom Ross denied it as well um, but there has been whispers of this for a, for a very long time and even before Monk got sacked there was talk of Speakman taking that role now it's hard to know what to believe at the moment but certainly the noise is coming out of the club previously whether he probably was looking for something in that in that mould I don't know what your thoughts are on it I'm not keen on a, a director of football role anyway I'd, I'd like the manager to have his the the control of the players that he signs, um, rather than because obviously the director of football bring the players in to work around the system, don't they? That's the, yeah. the idea of it. Um, I always think that the manager should sort of live and die by his signings, and they should be his signings. And but it's it's the continental approach, isn't it? And that yeah. seems to be where this Spanish flavouring yeah. is. It's kind of going, and some they do. There are clubs in um, in the UK that, that, that have the same sort of sort of business model, and it they kind of implement a strategy, a way of playing as well. And Christian obviously has done that through the academy, yep. and then what he'd want to, to essentially be is the link between the manager and the board of directors, and you know be that conduit and almost do the communication between the two between the head coach and the board of directors. Yeah. You mean? I mean, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, to, to, yeah. The, the the caretaker, caretaker, the caretaker head coach, head coach yeah, yeah, to get it completely get, right, get it right, the, the permanent temporary caretaker head coach. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> essentially, that's where they're what they're looking at trying to do, I believe, and whether or not that is Speakman or whether Packer goes and does that eventually, or they bring somebody else in, who uh, knows? Or I maybe think, maybe think... Dong does it himself, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> God forbid. Um, I, do, I do think that would be these... scary, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. I do think that they were probably uh, they were probably going to they would have probably announced that if they were going to do it with uh, 
with Pecco, wouldn't they? I would have thought. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot going on at the moment that maybe they're just waiting for the right time to do something, or maybe they're waiting to see how Pep gets on. Going back to that ten games thing or five games thing, let's see how things go because if it doesn't work and they do want to bring someone else in, you know, maybe they maybe they do maybe they make those official appointments then rather than just this unstable uh temporary fix that we've, we've got going on just to go back to it again yeah well time will tell time will tell time will tell now we are going to talk about the pre-season tour being in portugal at the moment where the the players and the caretaker coaching stuff are. <laughs> um, while we're on that note of being caretaker coaching stuff the previous manager has just released a statement via the LMA uh, website I see um, our previous permanent manager until a, pre- a previous permanent manager yeah, yeah okay. um, so Gary Monk has just put out a statement on his side of the goings on being released by Middlesbrough and Leeds and also Blues, or that club, as he, as he refers to us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, uh, go and have a little read of that. He doesn't say very much, basically just denies everything um, and says that they're unfounded allegations. So go and check it out. As, I mean, as, we, as we always say, there's two sides to every story. Absolutely. Uh, so but the... the, the, the what will happen here is it'll get settled out of court and no one will know none, no one will be any wiser come the end of it I would that's my guess yeah, but we'll I, see I, in a few months so time too. I think so too but on to yeah. Portugal on to Portugal yeah, yeah so they went headed out on Sunday morning yesterday Sunday yeah. morning yeah landed yeah. yesterday yeah. did a bit of training yesterday afternoon evening 26 players yeah seven of, seven of which are either goalkeepers or left backs <laughs> or left backs yeah <laughs> the, uh, the bomb two, squad two, or what's two, two of them that are uh, two players in that squad as well that aren't our players yeah and aren't on trial they're just training with us mm. as part of the uh, partnership between the two clubs so Augustin Medina who seemed to be a bit more of a regular player for Cornea last season yeah. and Ivan Guzman who, who, who is not on <laughs> their books and didn't hasn't played for them before but is still apparently their player yeah. now you know Strange make one. of that what you will but it is a bit of a bit of a weird one add that, the bomb the, squad uh, add, that add that to the dream team situation of our club at the moment yes it's a very it? strange one I mean I can understand them coming along and just adding Numbers, um, numbers for you yeah. know shape, shape work in training and and, and things like that. I, I get that; that makes sense to me. And if they're if they're technically quite good as well, whether or not they are great footballers, obviously they're playing in the third tier or whatever it is of the Spanish league. If they offer some form of technical ability, you know that that's fine just for training purposes. But bit of a it is a bit of a weird one, especially the the, the Guzman. It just makes no sense at all. I wonder how yeah. they're going to get back to Spain once they finish in Portugal. Do you think they'll just go on a road trip? Or do you think they've flown over with the lads from England and obviously they're uh, they're going to be closer to home if they just go straight yeah. there on? <laughs> Might be easier for them. So, them aside, we've also got yeah. a few of the younger lads in there. We have, so yeah. Odin Bailey, who got a new contract. He did, yeah, him and. 
Bajrami got contracts. Unfortunately, Bajrami is still recovering from a hernia op, so yeah. or sports hernia, as they call it these days, if it's an athlete that's having it. And so he's not travelled. But yeah, Bailey's in there, which is uh, which which is nice to see. So he um, he's travelled with Scott as well as Joe Redmond. Yep, Joe Redmond in there as well. And I think it, it would have probably been Bajrami if he was fit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Joe's I got that so. chance now, so he's got to try and take that with. Yeah, well, they both played well, didn't they, towards yeah, the end of last yeah. season? Diff- different types of players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think mean, Bajrami might be more suited to the way we're, we're looking to play football in, in the future, but you know, he's got his chance now, so let's have a look see how he does. And Corey O'Keefe, yeah. who kind of went missing for a little while last season, he's reappeared and he's training with a gone over there with the full squad and of course we've got Steve Seddon who also recently signed a uh, long term contract with us uh, two years and a, and a year's option I think it was after they took down yep. the original so post that said three he, years well he's got a year left hasn't he so it's yeah. a year left plus a further two with an option yeah. on top so it's uh, sort of that's it's nice to years. see him sign because there's been a few whispers that he was you wanted to move back down south and he might go and might go and join Wimbledon before but yeah. I think he's probably ready for championship football now. I wonder whether yeah. he's been offered or been um, what's the word sort of uh, he's been given an understanding that he might get more first team first action team. Uh, this yeah. Year. yeah I mean that's got to be on the table hasn't it I mean but between he's got some he's uh, it's got a bit of a challenge on his hands with Pedersen and with uh, Cater returning as well. Grounds, yeah. I, I, to be honest, if they play three at the back, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't expect Grounds to stay. I think they'll probably move him on anyway. But if they play three at the back, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play as a centre back because he originally was a centre back anyway. He yeah. just got, kind of got shifted out to left back and it kind of just stuck. Um, yeah. So obviously, touching on Grounds there, we've also got David Stockdale. Back in the mix again. Yep. Who, looked, uh, very out of shape to begin with, but he looks like yeah. he's. Uh, well, yeah, in about ten days, it looks like he's dropped about two stone because he looked horrific in those first um, days back at the. Uh, was it Coventry Uni or something? Yeah. Was it they were doing the training at? Or the first couple of days of testing. And two are missing. It's Grounds, Cater, and Stockdale, isn't it? That's so they were the bomb squad. So they're all. Back. Then there was Greg Stewart, but he's obviously joined Rangers. So. He's obviously gone now, yeah, yeah to uh, Glasgow Rangers, as you say. So I mean, we look a bit thin up front there, don't we? Jukovic out there. And yes, of course, we forget about him. Yeah, so we've seen him in doing his testing and in pre-season training. So I think it was probably a given that he was going to be going to be travelling over and yep. luckily he's finished his GCSE so he's a, he got his note from his parents to say that he could travel which <laughs> is all good <laughs> I wonder whether the school have had to give permission for that as well he would be off he would break up for summer earlier wouldn't he if I remember correctly I think they, they finish about May don't they for yeah because the they have to do stuff. they do their whatever you call it it's whether you do your prepping for your exams and stuff like that yep um, so they get away early to the exams over a month and then they just that's them for the summer so yeah I think he's he's all but there but he seems to be enjoying it according to his Instagram posts and whatnot. he seems to be posting pictures and, and clips and, and training so he's probably just a little holiday for him isn't it I guess <laughs> <laughs> must I be know. big times for him as well because it's uh, I mean for an 18 year old 
or a 19, 20 year old, I suppose it's big. So if it, we say if it, Joe Redmond, it's probably a big deal for him going out there with the first yeah. team. And so then for someone who's just turned 16, it's going to be huge, you'd thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, but he, he, to be honest, he looks like he's taking it. In he, he looks, yeah, he looks like he's part of the group. There's, yeah. there's a couple of pictures of him just sort of mixing around with some of the older players and knocking around with Corey as well. And you know, he looks well, pretty it, chilled out. We were told in the friendly that they had before they went away. Jude was playing for the first team and absolutely bust it. Yeah. So, so that do you give? Do you want to give a bit of info on on that with regards to what happened behind closed doors? Uh, we don't really know too much, do we? The that uh, the shape was a three-four-three, yeah. potentially looking at a four-three-three as well. As Nixon said, maybe they're going to look at different ideas in in terms of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't know too much about what went on, other than Jude was a bit of a, a star man, I think. He scored, didn't he? And blew the Blues' first team beat the under twenty-threes five-nil. Was it? I'm not not 100 percent sure. I would uh, say yes. <laughs> they, 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 they scored. They scored a few, but yeah. So I knew it was apparently quite good from from, from what we've heard. Is that the, so, the under 23s beat the under 23s. The under 23s <laughs> beat under 23s. Yeah. So actually, some of the first team are younger than the under 23s, under 18s, maybe yeah. some of them. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So I mean, they're out there now. They've got their first game on Thursday, uh, eight. PM is it eight PM on Thursday? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, yeah, and then we've got a game on Saturday at six PM. But we're in some weird tournament, are we? I think it's. Oh, I'm not sure. They they've put it down as the the tournament ends on the website, but it is only going to be two games. So I'm not sure how it it works out. Maybe they've misprinted it and they were meant to just put the tour ends. Yeah, I don't know. So we've got. Ah, right. So it's three teams. So we play, and, well, CD Cova Piedade, I think. I, yeah, I guess it, it would be cool. I don't know. Do you, do you want to try and do it? I don't know. No, no, you're and then all we, right. And then, and then we play, then Vittoria play the same team. Oh, so it, is, take, it, is a, it is an actual tournament then? Yeah, and then we play Vittoria Setubal on, on the Saturday. So this, right. this three, the three teams play each other. Um uh, yeah, Piedade, Piedade. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, three teams. So the two two teams that we've never heard of. Yeah, well, you know, Vitoria set a battle that they're um, they play in the top league in, in Portugal. But I don't. I'm not aware of the. Uh, do you, the no, no. Do you, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of them. Oh really? No. I'm sure that's where I want to say that's where. I might be wrong, actually. I thought that might be where Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank came from, but now I'm starting to think it was Boa Vista he came from. Um, but yeah, Setabal definitely, um, I think they played in the, the Champions League and, and stuff like that. But not Champions League, the uh, Europa League. I might, be, I might be completely wrong, but I didn't I, know who I'd, they were. I'd never heard of them. I saw their, uh, I saw their kit and it reminded me of the um, sport in Lisbon, was it? They Sporting. do look a bit like the same colours. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Um, but no, never heard of them. Um, there you go. That might give us a good challenge then if they're uh, to a decent level. Yes, yeah, you, you'd think so. I mean, these games are always just for fitness, Chris, aren't they? These, uh, these early games, yes, of course. <laughs> as they always say. Um, and just to give us some, try and work out shape and formation and 
you know. But I look at their squad, and you know that Medina and Guzman aren't going to be part of the setup going forward. There'll be a couple of these players that might end up leaving. Maybe Cogley and, and Grounds might go. Even yeah. Cater, even Cater might disappear. I don't know. Big calls for Cater to be involved, but I, I'm not sure on him myself. I mean, I looked at the stats of how he did last season. They tried him as a left-back and he got dropped. They tried him as a left-sided midfielder and he didn't produce anything and got dropped. Yeah, so, he played about, I can't remember how many games it was. I think it was about 20 games or something, but he played 15 games on the wing. But he complained about that in, a, in an interview I read online, okay. saying that he didn't like being so far up the pitch because he couldn't read the game as well. He can't anticipate things, whereas playing as a fullback or a wing-back, you'll play Yeah, I think maybe as a wing-back, it might suit him a bit more. But then if if we're giving that, if we're dangling that carrot to Seddon, then you've got to think that, do you need both of them? This is assuming that Pedersen's going to drop back as a a centre-back as well. If I was having Pedersen as a left centre-back, I would want somebody far more robust at left wing back yeah. than Cater. Yeah. So said, and, and they quite clearly talked about on the um, on the announcement of his contract. They mentioned him having like, I think it was like high endurance levels and, and stuff like that, and having a having a sweet left foot, which was a bit of a weird. Um, it, it just seemed to be a bit of a weird sentence they popped in there. But I think that they're lining him up to play. Um, as the as maybe a, a wing back or certainly play a lot more uh, as as as, um, as a f- sort of more first team football. In fact, I found this bit. So the the last paragraph, the last two paragraphs, in terms of his physical attributes, Seddon has good pace, a sweet left foot, and can take set plays and score goals. He is renowned as one of the best athletic endurance runners in the squad at Wimbledon, where he became a favourite. He is noted for his constant forays up and down the left-hand side. Where, what, where is that? Where, who wrote that? <laughs> it's Tats on holiday. I think he must have, because that was just like, it, it feels like it was written by somebody who's, I don't know, writing something for championship manager, football manager or something. It just, it, I found it really a really bizarre thing, but I mean, well done anyway, and hopefully you'll, yeah, you'll feature quite a bit going forward, and I'm glad to see you, glad to see you staying. And on the note of going forward, let's just hope that we make some signings. <laughs> we, we, need, really, we need bodies. Really, we, we've yeah. got. A, we, don't forget, we've got Magoma to come back. He'll probably yeah. come back after this this tour. But let's just hope that we get. We just need. We we don't need to go and last minute trolley dash. We need some no. players that we that are going to fit into a system that we want to play. And it, but it needs they, it needs to happen pretty soon because <laughs> you want. They need to sort it because they can't. You can't go and play dongball or this ex- expansive, impressive brand of football with the players we've got now. And that's right. no, I don't, I'm not disrespecting the current crop of players, but they aren't good enough to play the progressive football that apparently we're looking to play. We've, so, we've seen that. that that's, that's not been overcritical with no, no. Ju- no base for judgment. That's based on. We've seen them try and do it before, and yeah. it just didn't work. <laughs> it's, uh, and I think the players themselves probably probably know that as well. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, we, 
it doesn't look like there's anything imminent, but let's hope when they get back they can really press ahead and and bring some signings on board and really start trying to gel them together. Because I mean, there's really what are we now? Three or four weeks left before the start of the season. Yeah. So, so or four weeks. Um, we need to get something in place ASAP. Yeah. As you say, Magoma misses out this tour. He's back after finishing at the African Nations, but he'll have a week or so to rest before joining before yeah, back up with the squad. I think he'll join back when they get back from Portugal next week, you'd have thought. I think so, um, yeah. yeah. And then obviously, we lost out on Michael Morrison. He's now officially left. Uh, yeah, we knew, still we knew sitting about a, it. But yeah, yeah it, hasn't, it hasn't been snapped up, which... Might surprise some people, but yeah, it's interesting because I guess he doesn't really want to move um, too far from, and he's just trying to look for something that's a little bit closer to home. Maybe <laughs> I, I, I don't know because he's solid whole way, isn't he? Uh, he's just had a baby. He's just um, and whatnot. So he probably just want to uproot. Are you dying there, Chris? You're going to be surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just swallowed some of my drink the wrong way. It's yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. And then also Viv has uh, has left today as well. He's announced he's left and he's going to play in Bulgaria. Sis- well, I always say CSKA Sofia, but apparently you pronounce it Siska uh, Sofia. So he, uh, yeah, like apparently he's going song. to join. What's that? Sorry, like the thong song. Like the thong song. Siska. Yes, like Siska. Yeah. yeah. Siska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's over there with um, Diego Fabrini we'll go over there with Diego Fabrini who's an ex-Blues player over there and I think that guy from Plymouth Argyle Gareth, Gareth Carey I think this midfield I think he's over there as well So not, not the uh, is it Pasty Pete or Pirate Pete or whatever he is the, no uh, no he has, he's, he's staying Pete, in Plymouth yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. he just they're, they're yeah, he just him. circles around down at uh, <laughs> Land's End on his boat and then just <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, so so he's gone which we knew anyway because I think it was pretty clear that he wasn't staying and they don't think the contract offer that Blues offered was of um, any significance no. and fair play if you go and try and his hand in Europe does that is, affect uh, uh, um, now, our, our stance on it was probably a case of offering a contract to guarantee some, um, to, to guarantee a bit compensation. of uh, compensation for him. Does, yeah. does that get affected with it being abroad? I don't. There are different rules across borders because I know play. I know clubs can come and take younger players and pay a lot less for them. Yeah. Um, so the one at Baggies that's been snapped up abroad, they're only. They only have to pay a maximum of two hundred and sixty grand. I was That's exactly there. right. Yeah, two hundred and sixty. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. if it was here, it goes to a tribunal and they take, and then yeah, it can go for a lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a Barry. Is it Barry at West Brom that's gone over to? I'm not hundred percent sure. Of it's not so, Gareth Barry, obviously, because no. that would be a no. It's Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, I don't know how that goes with professional contracts. Whether that has the same, but. I'm not 100% sure. It's some, something worth looking into. I mean, I think it was only going to be a nominal fee anyway. Yeah. You're probably only talking about £50,000. No, I mean, it wouldn't, wouldn't have been a lot. No. Yeah, we'll, uh, we shall wait and see. But anyway. so he's gone. But I think we'd plan to move forward without him anyway. Yeah. So with that, until next time, keep right on. Keep right on.